Welcome to episode 92 of the Girl About the Globe podcast. In this episode, I'm going to be discussing solo travel in Barcelona. Barcelona is such a popular city for solo female travellers, so if you've ever wanted to go there, this episode is for you. Stay tuned. Welcome to Girl About the Globe, a podcast for you as a solo female traveller, empowering women to travel solo with maximum adventure, minimum impact. Barcelona is such an amazing city. I actually lived there for two years before. It's very cultural, it's vibrant, you've got sandy beaches and the best part about it is the stunning architecture. If you're planning to solo travel Barcelona, I'm going to run through what you can do in the city by yourself and also some recommendations and tips for a trip to Barcelona. First things first, is Barcelona safe for solo female travellers? It is known for pickpockets, so you do need to be careful on the metro and also Las Ramblas. I lived there for two years and I didn't have a problem. If you're very vigilant and if you wear your handbag, make sure that your handbag is zipped. Or if you have a day pack on, hang it from the front of you instead of your back. Or put a padlock on your zip to make sure that no one can creep up behind you and just undo your bag. The city is safe at night to walk around. I used to walk around kind of everywhere in Barcelona. There's many people walking around it every single night of the week. But you do need to be careful in Raval in the evenings and stick to the main roads instead of the quiet back streets. La Rambla is one of the busiest tourist areas, but if you walk along there after a night out, you may be offered drugs by the sellers. So just politely say no and then they'll leave you alone. If you are going to be staying for a few days, there is a Barcelona pass that you can buy for two, three, four, five days, and it helps you save money on the attractions. Barcelona is the second largest city in Spain. It's the capital of Catalonia, which is a region of Spain. It's a beach city. It has so much to offer. You could easily spend a week here and still only have scratched the surface. As far as art and architecture are concerned, Barcelona is the city of Gaudi, Dali and Miro and you don't even have to make an effort to find their works because they're basically everywhere in the city, especially their distinctive curved and richly decorated buildings by Gaudi, including, which you've probably heard of, the most famous cathedral, the Sagrada Familia, which is yet to be completed. Barcelona is flat and it has one mountain, which is called Montjuic, which is 173 metres high. You can use the cable car, but it's much nicer to walk up to the top where you can see the remains of the castle. Apparently, this entire area was made famous during the 1992 Olympics, and it's also home to the Olympic Stadium. There's also plenty of parks and a botanical garden. It's a really nice place to escape the city, going to Montreux. Art lovers will also love the foundation Juan Miro and the pavilion Mies van der Roeg, as well as the National Museum of Catalonia. You have to go to the National Museum of Catalonia. The views over the city and the port are just amazing. Even if you don't go into the museum, it's worth going up there. I've spent a lot of my time in the Gothic Quarter and it's stunning. It really does feel like you take a step back in time. I know it's very cliche, but you feel as though you're just somewhere completely different. Placa Real is one of the most romantic spots in the city. It's a gorgeous square and has an elegant fountain surrounded by palm trees. 
and it was once home to some of Barcelona's most important families. From there, you can explore the back streets of El Buon, which is a very trendy, historic neighbourhood with boutique shops, inviting bars and cafes, and quirky little shops as well. Here is also where you find the Picasso Museum and the Basilica of Santa Maria del Mar, which is next to the Fossa de la Moreres, which is a curved monument for the fallen during the siege of Barcelona in the 18th century. You can shop for artisan goods or homemade products in the neighbourhood area of Gracia. It used to actually be its own village and then it became part of Barcelona in the 19th century. Or you can just stop for a coffee because there are so many coffee shops in that area. And then you've also got the beach and there's not just one, there are nine beaches in Barcelona. So if you visit in the spring or the autumn, you could be sunning yourself on a sandy stretch of the Mediterranean. They also have pop-up bars called Chiringuitos, which they have along the beaches too. Torre Akbar is another one of the city's landmarks. It was only opened in 2005 and it's a tower that resembles the Gherkin in London. It's illuminated in a blue hue at night. It's really pretty as part of Barcelona's skyline. You don't just have to stay in Barcelona either because there are so many day trips you can do. You can visit the coastal town of Sitges, which has got a seafront promenade. I think they also host the Pride Carnival. There's also the medieval city of Girona, or you can hike Montserrat Mountain and see the Santa Maria de Montserrat Abbey, which is one of the holiest sites in the region. When you do go to Barcelona, there are two languages there. So Catalan and Spanish are both the official languages in Barcelona. If you do try and speak Spanish to the waiters, then they normally reply to you in English. Because they're so used to tourists, you can get by in English there. The top must-see for solos in Barcelona is number one, the Gothic Quarter. This medieval heart is just really atmospheric. I think that's just the one word to pinpoint what it represents. And as I was saying earlier, you do feel like you've been transported into the past and into kind of like a fairy tale, especially when you see the Gothic Barcelona Cathedral, which is absolutely stunning. There are also remains of the Roman walls, which stretch between La Rambla and Via Latana. There's a network of a small cobbled stone streets, which have some of the oldest and the quirky shops. If you look out for the small plaque in the pavement, that shows you the most remarkable shops there. Second must-see in Barcelona is La Rambla. This broad avenue is famous for its flower stalls, cheese stalls and trinkets. It's now quite touristy. It's over a kilometre long and it's also the place to buy souvenirs. So you can get anything you want that's got Barcelona written on it, basically. Apparently, they used to keep and sell livestock like chickens, but that's not allowed anymore. So La Rambla has actually lost some of its originality. You'll also find painted human statues and overpriced cafes along the route, which lead down to the marina, which is also a great place to visit. One tip, if you don't want to pay the tourist prices, then just go off into the back streets and find a restaurant rather than actually eating on La Rambla. Parkwell is a third must-see. It's a famous park and it gives an insight into the imagination of famous Gaudi. It's home to mosaic dragons and cute cottages. And it's not only one of the most iconic features in the city, but it also offers great views. So you also have forest walks, colourful ceramic walls and landscape trails. It's been transformed into a garden city and it was one of the largest projects of the city. Most of the park is free. 
but you do need to buy tickets if you're going into the monumental zone. You can walk up it, but there are also escalators, which help if the climb is a little bit too steep for you. Fourth thing to see is the Sangrada Familia. I still have yet to go inside. I'm waiting for it to be completed. Barcelona is best known for this famous Roman Catholic church. Again, it's designed by Antonio Gaudi, the famous architect. It's in a neo-Gothic style. Work began on the Basilica in 1882. It's one of the longest ever construction projects and it's expected to be completed in 2030. So there's still a few years to go yet. Once it's finished, this amazing work of art will be the highest cathedral in Europe. But because it's still under construction, you do have to ignore the cranes. Fifth place to see in Barcelona is the Cathedral of the Holy Cross and Saint Alulia. This dates back to the 13th century. It's the seat of the Archbishop of Barcelona and it was named after a young girl called Santa Alulia, hence the name, who was said to be murdered because she refused to give up religion. The cathedral is beautiful and it's really spectacular from both the inside and out. And you'll often find musicians entertaining the crowd outside. So you can just hang around outside and listen to live music. Next place is the Casa Batalló. Gaudi's definitely put Barcelona on the map as one of the most architectural striking cities. As well as Park Güell and the Sangrada Familia, another one of his most famous works is Casa Batalló, which is at Passage de Gracia. It's known as the Tale of the Dragon, which is in reference to the legend of St. George. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site and it's a fairy tale house with cave interiors and a kaleidoscope of colours. For any of these attractions, I do recommend planning your itinerary before you get there. Barcelona is a very busy city and before COVID, it was known for over-tourism. So you don't want to miss out on any of these attractions. So it's a good idea just to pre-book them and buy your attraction pass before you get there. If you are limited on time as well, you may also be able to buy a skip the line ticket for the attraction that you want to see. To be honest, it is quite hard to escape the crowds anywhere in Barcelona, but one place you can escape them is the Bunkers del Carmen. And if you get there early enough, you'll have the amazing view all for yourself. Parkwell, which is one of the tourist attractions, just behind there is also a nature area where you can escape the tourists. There, the only people that I used to encounter are locals who are walking their dogs. You can lose yourself in Elborn, so wander through the back streets past the cathedral and then come back round on yourself. You can get lost in the romance of the Gothic style architecture, historic balconies and the alleyways. You can also get lost and lose yourself at one of the gardens on Monge Week. Near to the pergola, you'll also find beautiful gardens and terraces with a view of part of the city. You can take a picnic and hike up to the top just to lose yourself and watch the sunset over the city. There's so many places to get a great view. Montreux, as I just mentioned, is a good lookout. You can take the cable car or you can even get the bus to the top or hike your way up. The Bunker del Carmen also gives a really good panorama. If you like rooftop bars and you prefer to have a view with a glass of carver in your hand, which is a Spanish version of champagne, Barcelo Raval is a four-star hotel with a 360-degree bar. The drinks aren't cheap, but then you do pay for the views. Tibidabo is the highest point in Barcelona at 512 metres tall. It's an amusement park that is on a hill and it overlooks the city. There's apparently a stunning church up there that you can venture into. You can take the metro there or you can also use the funicular which goes up there. 
To meet others, if you're here during the summer months, you can basically go to any chiringuito near any of the bars or restaurants on the beach, which are a good place to sit and strike up a conversation with the locals or the tourists. The Catalans can be a bit closed, but just smile and say bon dia. Places to enjoy the sun. If you come from England, you may be a bit shocked because we're used to covering up in England, but in Spain, they're not shy about their beach bodies. So you will find nudist beaches dotted along the coast. There are several beaches and the most touristy and the closest one to the city is Barceloneta, which is right near the W Hotel, which is a hotel shaped in a curve. That's the famous hotel of Barcelona. If you take the yellow line, which is Metro Line 4, you can basically get off at any stop and walk down to one of the beaches. Some of the metro stops aren't situated right on a beach, so you do need to walk. I used to live near Marbella Beach, which is a really great beach with a pop-up bar, a restaurant and a volleyball court. Anything goes there, so it's a good place to spot the tourists. There's also a nudist beach there as well. Or you can try Citadella Villa Olympica, which is a beach which also gets less tourists. Barcelona is also known for its markets. You've got the Mercado de la Boqueria, which is Barcelona's oldest covered market. That Art Deco building is worth going in, even if you're not planning to buy anything. But you may want to get a juice or try some of the fruits or even some of the ham or Spanish wine when you're in there. Mercat de la Libertad is actually more of a local market than Mercado de la Boqueria, which is more touristy. And here you can see how the locals shop. There's also another one which is set in a 15th century palace. It's called Mercat de la Princesa. It's one of the city's best kept secrets and you can also watch the chefs as they cook all types of gastronomic delights from Spanish to Japanese food. Barcelona is a great city for any kind of solo, no matter what activity or interest you're into. If you're an active girl about the globe, you can hire a bike and cycle along the coastline past the marina north of Barcelona. They also offer e-bikes. You can take part in a Thai kickboxing class when you're there as well. Everest Mindful Thai Kickboxing offer classes several times a week. I used to go with them and I absolutely love their group. But you can go running along the Carretera de la Aguis, which has great views of the city as well. For the adventure girl about the globe, a different type of adventure is a midnight walking tour, which starts at the Arc de Triomphe. It's a great way of exploring the city at night in safety. The guide leads you through Barcelona's dim, lit medieval streets and they tell you stories about the supernatural occurrences in the city, so expect some goosebumps. Also, obviously being on the beach means that it's a great place to try some water sports. There's a lot of stand-up paddleboarding there. At certain times of the day, they do have waves, so there are also surf schools. You can go jet skiing or parasailing as well. If you're an arty and museum girl about the globe, there are so many great museums to choose from. So if you're short on time, one of the most beautiful museums is the Museo Nacional de Art de Catalonia. That's the one that's situated in Placa España, and it's got the amazing view from the higher levels that I mentioned before. Even the building itself is a work of art, and inside you find sculptures amongst Romanesque murals as you are taken on a journey through Catalan art from the 10th century to the 20th century. There's the Picasso Museum, which is home to an extensive collection of artwork by Pablo Picasso, the renowned Spanish artist who spent time in Barcelona. The museum may be small, but it's worth visiting to explore the medieval halls and see his early works. 
The foundation, Jean Miro, is also situated on Munchwick Hill. It's a museum of modern art founded by Jean Miro, who was a visionary artist and he inspired young artists to explore and experiment with contemporary art. Even the building itself is a giant piece of artwork. For budget girl about the globe, you don't want to pay for an attraction. Just inside the market building in Elbourne is the remains of an ancient city. And through the glass, you can view this fascinating archaeological discovery. And it's free, just to look through the glass. There's also a chocolate museum for the chocolate lovers. It's situated in the old barracks in Elbourne. So whether you just want to buy chocolate or become a master chocolatier for the day, it's perfect for chocolate lovers. For the cultural girl about the globe, there always seems to be some kind of festival or fiesta going on. So you can check out the Barcelona events page and see if any cultural event is happening during your stay. They have things from art events to wine festivals. So there's something for every single type of solo. And if you've ever seen the Human Towers, this is one of Catalonia's traditions. Apparently it began 40 kilometres in the small town of Valls and it's still a tradition in Barcelona. The climbers are known as Castellas and they each have their own position in the tower and the climbing is usually accompanied by a flute. It's really amazing to watch them just climbing on top of each other and just creating this human tower and it's such a Catalan thing to do. The Grand Teatro de la Sue is Barcelona's most famous theatre. You can take a guided tour to see the wonderful decorated theatre with a remarkable history because apparently it burnt down three times. And then there's also all the Gaudi buildings. They're all within walking distance from Gothic Quarter and La Rambla. Barcelona is quite a walkable city if you don't mind walking. You will find the three best examples of Art Deco and Gaudi architecture, which is the Palicio de la Musica, Casa Mia and Palicio Guel. There's also the Jardins de Teatro Grec, which is a Greek theatre on Montreux Mountain, which is also used during some of the cultural events. For the historical girl about the globe, recommend venturing into Elbourne and the Gothic Quarter. You've just got history all around you there. You're going to stumble upon churches and beautiful alleyways. You can stop at Carrera de Bisbee to admire a neo-Gothic bridge with a skull face that was constructed in the early 20th century. Alfossa de la Mores was once the site for the fallen during the siege of Barcelona, which took place in 1714, and that's the tall curved monument that I mentioned earlier. For music lovers, you can skip the line and see inside the Barcelona Palau de la Musica to admire the architecture and the rich history of this Art Nouveau icon. For the nature girl about the globe, Montreux offers some nature respite from the city. So you can take the cable car or just walk up there. That's the place that's home to the Olympic Stadium. And you'll also find an old military fortress on top. Citadea Park was once the city's only green space. And inside it's a huge, gorgeous, magnificent fountain. And you can walk up its steps for a lovely view. The park does get popular with locals and tourists. So don't be surprised if you find people doing yoga or playing bongo drums there. Anything goes, and it's actually quite a good place to meet people. You could just park yourself down on the grass or on a bench, just people watch and see if anybody talks to you. For the shopping girl about the globe, there are so many shops in Barcelona, from souvenir stalls in the Rambla and Elborn to the posh high street shops at Passage de Gracia. There's plenty to splurge any of your euros that you've got left on. You can also get the chain shops such as H&M and Zara in Placa Catalonia. 
And then to get a gift or a tourist souvenir, La Rambla is the place to pick one of those up. Passage de Gracia is definitely worth window shopping, even if it's just for the stunning architecture. Another really great place that you should visit is Plaza España. There's an old bullfighting ring there, which is now being converted into a shopping arcade. And inside you'll find restaurants and shops and a great view of the stunning fountain from the terrace on the top floor. If you're a sporty girl about the globe and you love football, Camp Nou is the largest stadium in Spain and it's home to Barcelona, obviously. So you can either watch a game during your trip there or you can take a tour around the stadium. For the wellness girl about the globe, you don't have to go to a spa to enjoy a massage. If you visit during May to October, you can just lay on the beach and within minutes you get approached by massage ladies offering you a massage for anything from 10 euros to 20 euros it used to be. They use suntan oil so you can still top up your tan afterwards. But if you do prefer to have a spa treatment inside walls and not on the beach, Air de Barcelona is a man experience with a thermal bath. You can enjoy a massage or scrub as an additional treatment and that's located in Elbourne. They also do yoga retreats there so you can do anything up to say six or seven day yoga retreat in the heart of the city. For the wine girl about the globe there are so many places there to enjoy a glass of wine but El Nacional is one of my favourite places. It's really big industrial building and it was once a car dealership which is hard to imagine when you actually go inside because it's now one of the coolest places in Barcelona. Each section has a different speciality and has some of the finest wines, not to mention the best carvers in Spain. If you want to have a tourist moment, head to Tipidabo Park. Brazil's got the Christ to Redeemer and Barcelona has a big wheel that overlooks the city. So it may seem like a bit of a strange place to have a theme park, but on top of Mount Tipidabo is where all the action is. So you can Relive your childhood on a big Ferris wheel. You can scream with the kids on the roller coaster or just eat as much pink candy floss as you can buy. If you don't have much time and you want to see as much of the city as possible, then the hop on hop off buses are worth doing. Buy a two day pass because there's so much to see and the buses are frequent and they go all over the city. If you're taking your heels, one of the places to wear your heels is in a rooftop bar. And the W Hotel has got to be the most famous and the poshest one here. But you can head to any hotel with a rooftop, especially at sunset, for a glass of the moof and a fabulous view. Of the places to meet others, there are so many Irish bars there, especially one on Carrera de Ferran, where you're guaranteed to meet other travellers or tourists. Barcelona has more meet-up groups than Gaudi buildings. So if you're looking to meet others on a language exchange or hike up the mountains, there's a meetup group for every type of activity. So just Google meet up and then look at the calendar of events for when you're there and join a group. There are so many different tours you can do there. Sandemans New Europe have free walking tours where you pay a donation at the end. Art Space Tours offer art tours. Runner Beam Tours offer sustainable tours and tell you tales of the Spanish Inquisition and the dark legends of the city. There's also the Midnight Ghost Walking Tour, and you've also got the Human Tower Tour. Plus, you can go and watch some flamenco. What to do in the evenings? You can head to Plaza España and watch the Magic Fountain. I've never seen it, I've yet to see this, but apparently it's really spectacular with an array of lights and colour. You can listen to a concert of Palau de la Musica, This gorgeous hall is decorated in colourful mosaics and it's UNESCO World Heritage. During the summer months at the Fabra Observatory, you can have dinner under the stars. 
it isn't that cheap, but it does combine great cuisine with the astronomical observation served at dusk on the terrace. And then you can also visit the interior of the observatory to observe more constellations. Really good recommended rooftop bars that I recommend. You've got the Barcelo Raval, which is the 360 degree panoramic bar. There's also Hotel de Cuesa de Cardona, which has spectacular views over the marina and also a swimming pool on top. At night, you can also just wander through the streets of the Gothic Quarter or at dusk and listen to the buskers singing opera or playing some of the most atmospheric music. Apparently, Barcelona also has an ice bar, which was the first ice bar at the beach in the world. If you can handle it at minus five degrees, you can go inside and just shiver the night away for 45 minutes anyway. Or you can join one of the Barcelona meetup groups and attend a night event. They have meetups for dancing, such as bachata and salsa, so you can experience something a bit different when you're there. For the party girl about the globe, whatever music you're into, you're going to find it in Barcelona. So along the beach is the place to be for nightlife. Here you'll find the famous clubs such as Pasha, Opium and Carp Diem. They're really swanky, so you may have to adhere to a dress code to get in, and they're generally frequented by tourists, so you may even meet a fellow nationality inside. During the summer months, you can party all day tonight at Brunch in the Park, which is an electronic festival held every Sunday afternoon evening on Montreal Hill. They also have sprinklers for the warm weather, so that they help keep you cool and they have free sunscreen. It's a really great atmosphere and partying with a cable car going overhead makes it even more special. There's also a bar crawl called Bar Crawl Barcelona, which does exactly what it says. And apparently it goes to three different bars and it finishes at one of the nightclubs. Accommodation in Barcelona, there's a really good metro system, so it's easy to see all the sites no matter which area you stay in. If you're looking for more walking distance, then the Gothic Quarter is perfect. This area is close to the Rambler, the port and the beach, and it's ideal if you're staying for a few nights. It is the most touristy area though, so you may prefer to stay near Plaza Catalonia, which is at the top of La Rambla, or more inland near the Sangrada Familia and Park Güell. There are countless hostels, and you can also find Airbnb, you can also find hotels. There are so many places to stay in Barcelona. Getting around the city, it is walkable if you have the time. If not, you can just go underground to one of the metro stations. It has a really good metro network and instead of paying separately for each journey, I think you can choose different day passes from two to five days or you can buy what used to be called a T10, which gives you 10 journeys for about 12 euros and that allows travel on the buses, metro and the tram. You just validate your ticket on the machine, whichever mode of transport you choose. Metros run till at least midnight. There are also night buses that run all night, but they do take longer to get around. There's a site called TMB which helps you plan your Barcelona journey. I don't take taxis when I'm in Barcelona, but there are official taxis there and they're black and they've got yellow stripes. You can find them at taxi stands or just hail a taxi from the side of the road. Some take cards if you don't have any cash on you, so just look for a taxi with a green light on top. The taxis here are pretty affordable, to be honest, compared to most European cities. You can rent a car from Barcelona airport, but I don't really recommend it because street parking can be quite difficult and you don't really need a car to get around Barcelona. You can hire a bike though because there are many bike lanes. You see people roller skating, on e-bikes, skateboarding along the bike lanes and there are several bike rental shops in the city. Green Bikes is in the Gothic Quarter 
and there's another one called Barcelona Rent-A-Bike. From the airport, which is called El Prat, there's a metro that runs from both Terminal 1 and Terminal 2. I don't really recommend taking the metro because it does take a while. There is also an R2 train that runs from Terminal 2 to Sands and it takes 25 minutes. A ticket into the city used to cost €5 Euros one way, it might be a bit more now, or you can buy a 24, 48 or 72 hour card and take the metro instead. What I do recommend is taking the Aerobus, which is available from Terminal 1 and Terminal 2, and it runs to Plaza Catalonia and it stops off in Plaza de España as well. That costs approximately €6 Euros for a single ticket. Taxis are available, obviously, but they cost approximately €30 Euros for the 30 minute. Barcelona has many different terminals, so just make sure that you know which terminal you're flying into and flying out of as well. I still get confused when I come out of a terminal. If flights are too expensive into Barcelona, which they're generally not, there are low-cost airlines that fly into and out of Girona Airport, which is on the Costa Brava. That's approximately an hour away and reachable by bus from Estacio de Nord. If you are travelling onwards, there's a bus company called Monbus, which departs from Plaza Catalonia and other places in the city, and it travels to towns outside of Barcelona. There are also so many places to eat and so many places to drink, places to enjoy a coffee and cake. And also, I've included a 48-hour Barcelona itinerary, which is probably easier for you to read than for me to do this on the podcast. So I do recommend checking out the solo travel in Barcelona guide on the Girl About the Globe blog. It's really comprehensive and it has everything that you need for solo female travel in Barcelona, including recommended places to stay, recommended tours and places to eat. I really hope I've inspired you to visit Barcelona. I'm actually heading back there again this month. It is an amazing city. I have used to live there for two years and I still haven't done hardly any of the tourist attractions. So there is so much to see and so much to do and it's very, very welcoming for solo female travel. And that's all from me and I'll see you again back on the podcast next week. Safe travels in the meantime. Thanks for listening to our Girl About the Globe podcast, making solo travel easier for you. Find everything that you need for your solo travels at girlaboutheglobe.com and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.